Hello and welcome to Analyze This, the self-help podcast that just can't help itself. I'm your host, Hannah Hart, and today I will be talking with the one, the only, Ella Hart, my wife. Today we're going to be talking about self-esteem and the importance of flexibility and failure. Enjoy! Oh, hello. Oh, my goodness. It's my wife. Hi. Hello. Wow. Thanks so much for being here on this week of uh, Analyze This. I grabbed you on your lunch break. Well, you know I love to be here. I do. I do. And I know also, apparently, that you love me, which is true. Yes, of course. I can't believe we're still having this conversation. <gasps> I know, no. You mar- we're, we're married, we're in love, we've, we've been through it all. But you know, I just fundamentally, it just uh, something I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. But I believe it more and more each day. I believe it more mm-hmm. in all Good. The, the fibers of my being. But I hope so. Yeah, that's I just my so. struggle though. Yeah, yeah. Well, that actually goes into right with what I wanted to talk about today, which is how much you love me. Yes. Well, on top of that, you know, uh, Mama Roo always says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Mm. Ain't that just the way? Ain't that just? Ain't that just? Well, what, what, what is it specifically that oh, you wanted well, to... Oh, well, I wanted to talk about self-esteem <gasps> and where that comes from and how that comes to play in our lives. Wow. Yeah. You're right. And... I'm acting as if this is an epiphany, but I do know that in our relationship, my low self-esteem and low self-worth comes up a lot. So, yeah, let's talk about self-esteem. <laughs> let's, let's, di- let's dive right let's in. Let's do it, you know? Let's, let's go dig, straight let's into it. In. What does the word esteem mean? Okay, if we think about the, the origins of the word esteem, like when you think of someone, when you think of esteem, you think of like to hold someone in high regard. Right, yes. So self-esteem is like, the regard in which you hold yourself? Yeah, I would think so. Oh, okay. Looking up the word esteem, it's respect and admiration. Mm. Respect and admiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Both great things. Yeah. So I would assume that self-esteem is self-respect and self-love. Self-admiration. Mm-hmm. Is that safe to admire yourself? Oh, 100%. Really? It's absolutely necessary. I feel. How do I know that self-admiration isn't... You know, I think, I think children of narcissists have a hard time. <laughs> with, you know, because I'm right. like, well, if I start... If I hold myself with self-admiration, won't I just start hurting everyone? <laughs> well, no, not necessarily. That's the, that's the lie. Yeah. I mean, you can love yourself and love other people and understand what that means and how they relate to each other, you know? Because love isn't control. Love is not control. No. Why, yeah. So if you love yourself, you're not trying to necessarily control yourself. And if you love other people, you can't control other people. It's not possible. But what if I need to control myself because I'm so dangerous and bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, no. Well, I mean, these sound like big terms, but right. on the day to day, you know. Right. I mean, we took a walk this morning, and I think one of my ghosts got hold of me. Mm-hmm. I think towards the end of it, right? Yeah. And and that 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 withdrawal and isolation on the outside 
like just shutting down. Right. It's it's like a I'm not doing it because I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I don't trust myself. Well, and that's good self knowledge, and I think that the older you get, the more you learn to trust yourself and your own capabilities. And I think that that type of relationship with yourself only gets better with time. Mm. Because when you're a kid, you trust your parents. And they should model that. They should model that for you. And if you don't have that model, you become it exactly like by watching tv and seeing superheroes and sailor moon and fighting for love and justice true and you you, find ways you find ways i mean humans are so uh adaptable it's not like kids are so resilient or strong no No, they but they adapt they they do adapt and And they're strong and they're strong but you know we give so much credit to strength i really think it's the ability to source survival the ability Mm -hmm. to adapt in whatever way and I, I, and for me, that was like the idea, like, you know, heroes, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because like now as an adult, I find myself loving heroes again. Oh, I like that. I think it's helping me like myself more. Yeah. 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 Because I think when you're a kid, you obviously make mistakes. Like a uh, example that I always like, like to bring up is, um, my brother growing up was the type of person who needed to learn himself. You know, like we could tell him, don't touch the stove because it's hot. And if and he needed to like figure that out himself. There's some people that are like that. And he touched the stove, burned his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Did he ever touch a stove again? No. But it but it was it's that process then you learn to trust yourself also through experiences. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he's only gotten in a fight with a bouncer once. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. Um, but I think but but at the same time like that goes hand in hand so learning to trust through experience and then learning to trust uh, through what's modeled to you as a young child and then you kind of form from your own opinion after that did you did you ever struggle with self-esteem um so as a very young child no I didn't struggle with self-esteem um I think I only struggled with self-esteem in high school as things became more difficult with my dyslexia and doing like certain types of math problems or um standardized tests yeah and and or, or boy kissing that i always felt cute <laughs> i was i, I, yeah, I had cute. i you're had cute. strong you're self-esteem cute. because i grew up in a very very non-judgmental environment which is very lucky because if you don't see judgment and people aren't being judged or picked on um there's you don't question yourself or your actions as much mm. you know so like if if it was a very kind of be free and be creative and be who you are environment. And that really lended to my self-esteem. It's kind of amazing because we talk so much about the environment that each of us grew up in, mm-hmm. you know, and we've got these really kind of funny differing yeah. parallels, yeah. you know, completely Gra- different. graphs going in different <laughs> directions. Different. Uh, but 
what is amazing, I suppose, is that I don't. I want to. This is what I'm trying to say. I feel like loving. I feel like being non-judgmental is what's natural. Mm-hmm. And I agree. yeah, and institutionally, we are taught judgment as a form of power. Right. You yeah, know, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so yeah, I mean, the experience of like having that non-judgment environment in school was very helpful for me in terms of my confidence to speak and to speak up and to participate in groups. Um, And and that just only continued to add to my confidence level, um, knowing that like I could speak and people would listen to me felt really good. Do you feel like confidence and self-esteem are the same or you know I feel like they're they're definitely overlapping Mm. I think you can fake confidence and then self-esteem is something that you like truly feel did any of your friends or do you struggle with self-esteem I mean you mentioned your brother did he did he struggle with his self-esteem I I think so totally yeah he had a different experience than me um he was picked on he was he he you know like situations with like clicky boys and stuff like that um it's hard to be a sensitive boy in this world it is hard yeah and it's hard to be a powerful girl in this world Mm -hmm. or not powerful but like a um Mm self-assured oh yeah I guess I wonder if it's a gender thing too because aside from like straight up you know the neglect and the abuse um outside the home Mm. I was labeled a lot like tomboy this that Mm-hmm. And then it's like your perceptions start to get all out of whack. Right. Right. So do you feel that that labeling negatively affected you? Yes, I do. Because uh, my parents were really afraid of me thinking I was a boy. Oh. And both my mom and my dad. And at the time, I remember being like, what do you guys do? Like, what right. is happening? Right. Like, what? Right. Because it, it's so bizarre when you're so young to have these assertions kind of like thrown at you. Like, I think there's nothing more natural in the world than all little children wanting to be shirtless. Right. I Nobody wants to wear a shirt. I loved wearing uh, boys swimming trunks and swimming shirtless. It's very freeing. It feels fun. amazing to yeah. be in the water. And like, I think when it wasn't until like uh, we started hanging out with our cousins with all my with my dad sometimes in the summer that the assertion of i guess gender yeah gender and it was like both my mother and my father took my existence as mm-hmm. a presentation of their parenting mhm yeah and 100%. i think all parents kind of do right i mean yeah i think so <laughs> yeah unless but my mom really felt that way as well she did but 100% yeah yeah yeah, and you know, um, I think it adds pressure for sure to when you feel like you're a representation of someone else's life. But I, for whatever reason, did not care. Yeah. I was like, this is my life from like a young, young age. And I was very, very combative with people that tried to... um kind of like 
tell me how to live my life. Protective. Yeah, protective, yeah. You know, it's amazing though, babe, I will say that the adult Ella who sits across from me, mm-hmm. um, like in our relationship, we've grown so much because I feel like in the beginning, I would be like, this is my need. And you'd be like, well, too bad for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm Ella. <laughs> live for live for your die. You yeah. know, um, yeah. but now in our relationship functionally, like I think we both can see like n- someone else's needs don't have anything like they don't right. impact your identity totally and if their need quote unquote is impacting your identity well that's actually not the type of dynamic you're looking for yeah it just in a negative way impacting I, your identity in a negative way yeah I, I really learned this when I worked on boundaries and I was in a boundaries group which was like a therapy group where we only talked about boundaries it was really fun for you therapy nerds out there Um, (laughs) You're in the right place, babe. I think we're all pseudo-therapy nerds. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we talked about how, you know, boundaries are flexible. And that was such like a very kind of light bulb moment for me because I was like, right, of course, I can make a decision one day that feels good for me. And then I can say the next day, well, now that doesn't apply because I feel differently. And like, that's okay. Like, it's totally fine. And so that's the same thing when you hear people and their needs, like sometimes someone's needs really do feel like they're crossing a boundary and like you're just not able to do it. And then sometimes, you you know what, like you have the space and maybe it's crossing your boundary a little bit, but that doesn't mean that. But you have the space for that flexibility today. You have the space today. for the flexibility and so mm. you can totally be flexible with your boundaries based on what you can handle that day as long as you communicate it. Yeah. As long as the chart of your love and life satisfaction is graphically trending upwards. (laughs) Exactly. It can do a little wiggle room here and there. Uh, You know, it's interesting because also we talked about trust and I want to talk about how trust relates to respect and respect relates to self-respect and admiration. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into that right after this. Hi, everybody. It's me, Hannah Hart, talking to you through your ear holes. Listen up, kids. There is only a handful of days. I'm talking one, two, three, four days left in the sale of this amazing, incredible thing. What thing is it? It's a plushie. It's a plushie. It's a tiny little companion. It's a friend to all. It's someone you can take with you on any adventure you seek to go to, whether it's just getting out of your bed and moving to the couch. Carry this little heart o' mine with you wherever you go. So head to my socials. You can go to lead slash Hartopia plush or just look online there's only so many days left for this thing to be funded at the time of this recording we're at 26 percent. so please 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 buy this plushie because i love it and it deserves to have a family let's go back to the show and we're back great oh wow great so if we you know you, you said something about trust mm-hmm. right and uh I realize in this conversation, which I can't wait to talk about later this week with my therapist saying, I had a great conversation with my wife. I need to tell you what we talked about. Um, that I think, I think, I, f- I think that, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stuttering because I'm like, Oh shit. It's one of those moments. Um, 
I think I really need to figure out how I can, how I've lost so much respect for uh, my family of origin. Mm-hmm. And how that has negatively impacted my ability to heal my self-respect, you know? Mm. And separating out who they are from who I am. Yeah. Because they don't exist outside of me. They mm. exist within me. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know so, what I mean? Does so, that make I mean, sense? I, yeah, it makes sense. I think... Like, it's not all on... you. Like, if you're somebody who comes from an environment and you have family in your life I don't know all the earbuds out there but just to speak from the side of people who maybe don't have functional or dysfunctional or just any relationship with Mm -hmm. their parents Mm -hmm. like I think I think healing that healing that will probably help me have more self-respect yeah I think so yeah yeah I think separating yourself from your family of origin as a unique individual who was a child for most of this time and um a third a third not most or okay two-thirds yeah okay that's most yeah that's most (laughs) okay fine I Uh, I feel like I'm like 80 years old (laughs) (laughs) well yeah I I agree separating into your own individual is completely important necessary necessary so if someone has been struggling with their path to Mm self-healing maybe separating out the respect or lack of respect because I've heard people who are burdened by oh well their 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 parents are so amazing or their siblings are so amazing and they constantly feel in comparison to the incredible family that they came from Mm. um but then I guess I'm on the other side I'm I'm different or not I'm different but you know I'm trying to say like um it never occurred to me that I would have to make peace with my lack of respect. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be major when you feel that weight lifted. That separation. Yeah. But that's all I have left is this attachment of, I guess, the the, the attachment that memory brings. Because mm. that's it. There's no new memories being made. Mm-hmm. I'm just carrying them around with me everywhere I go. Mm. Yeah but I don't respect them. So if I'm carrying them, then I'm not respecting myself. If you feel by carrying them that you're not respecting yourself, then that's definitely, I mean, yeah, I would ultimately just try to think about your relationships and the mutual respect in them. Say that one more time. I think ultimately... It's about looking at your relationships and seeing if there's mutual respect present. Mm. And then that lends itself to self-respect when you're involved in a, in a relationship. I feel mutual respect in this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm talking about like family relationships, friendship relationships colleagues. It's hard to let go of old family relationships, even if you haven't spoken to them in yeah. Two, three years, two years or whatever. Yeah. Or even if they, you know, d- d- it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it of is course. hard. Yeah. I think that sadness will always be present. But the judgment doesn't have to be. No. And caring. Yeah. I think it comes down to respect. Ah, it's, it is, it is, this, I'll bring this into therapy, but this is really interesting because 
I think I've been trying to create ways to have respect for people who whose values I don't share and who morally, right. fundamentally, I don't respect. Right. But I'm gonna. I don't need to respect them. No. And respecting myself might, in fact, mean like detaching that. Right. Hmm. So self-esteem, eh? What are yeah, other so ways? So, so self-esteem. <laughs> so as a kid, did you feel like you had self-esteem? Uh, as a kid, I felt like a like an alien. Mm. I was so different from, like as a kid, did I have self-esteem? Mm, I, did, I didn't have self-awareness, mm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Or I had so much. I have no, I didn't think about anything. I don't know. How do we define self? I guess no. How do we define self-esteem? We self-love and self-respect. No, 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 no. Yeah. Sadly, unfortunately, as a kid, I, I mean. Were you bullied as a kid? No. But I was, I w- yeah, no. But I was neglected. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it starts really early. Like, I have, like, my earliest memories of self-harm begin as a child because mm. I'm, I hated myself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, it's tough stuff. But what it's about, but like, yeah, so as a kid, yeah. no, I didn't particularly. So didn't particularly. No. no, but I do, I do have um, a fundamental desire to survive, to live and be loved, to become worthy of it, uh, to become the people in the narrative that I loved. Yeah. To heroes. The heroes. Yeah. And so... I think that's where a very powerful but no longer useful mechanism came into place, which was using morality and action and, and compassion and kindness mm-hmm. and goodness and patience as a way to be worthy of esteem. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound necessarily wrong. I think that that's a great way to act in the world. Yeah, but it but it's not enough. It's not ever. It's not. It's a it's a band aid. It is. It's a band aid that could become toxic because it's no longer necessary. Right. You know yeah. what I mean. So it's like it's like wearing old wrappings. It's kind of the the um, codependent. My identity is derived from the way you perceive me. Exactly. Which comes up in our life on a daily basis. Yeah. And you're so patient and so loving and so kind to me because you let me get this sentence out of my head. I'm like, sorry, the tor- story I'm telling myself is that you, uh, you hate me right now. And you're like, <laughs> no, I really don't. And I'm like, right, right, right. Cool, cool, cool. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I'm going to get there, babe. No, I know you will. Because I've made, I'm trending I want, up. I want you to feel this, like the self-esteem that you deserve to feel, you know, like just good about yourself. And I think where I'm at in my work is that I've created the space in which that will go, you know, because you fill it up with so much toxicity, so many, you know, unhealthy patterns, right? Friendship patterns, work patterns, um, thought patterns, Mm -hmm. right? And so I've spent since, you know, my little hiatus time really fucking cutting the crap out of my, like really parsing it down to what is healing, helpful, good, kind, loving, reciprocal to me. Yeah. And that by removing that, that, that toxic stuff, Mm -hmm. I've made space in which I'll put the self love. Yeah. 
in my work in therapy through EMDR. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. But yeah. it took two years. I mean, right. just speaking to anybody who comes from like these adverse backgrounds, like, you know, loving yourself is hard if you don't have anywhere to put it. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's very true. That's very true. Because what would you, yeah. Where do you put it? Where do you put it? Where do you put it? If you've got, you're like, well, how am I going to learn to love myself when I've got this relationship, this friendship, this work, this, that, this, 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 that, this, that, like sometimes carving out the space comes first. Yeah. Hope. I mean, that's been my experience thus far. Yeah. I was thinking a little bit about what you were saying earlier and like, what's the difference between self-esteem and narcissism? (laughs) And I was like, well, what is missing there? And I think it's like being humble you know, like you can have a high self-esteem, but you can also be a humble person, which I think being humble is a very good attribute because it doesn't mean that you lack confidence or self-esteem. It's just that you are being respectful of everyone around you and you're not and you're realizing that other people might not. Yeah. Yeah. I looked it up also. Oh, okay. Just now. Cool. Um, and I think it's the awareness that another person's life has nothing to do with you. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So that's why you can't derive your self-esteem from people's responses. Exactly. Because I feel like that's walks the generational path to narcissism. Like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I feel like, he, like humans are constantly kind of doing this like expanding, retracting thing. Right. And... Yeah, we can't derive our source of self-worth from others. No. Because we then devalue both others and ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. Some, that's, a, that's, that's this is, some real shit This right is there. some real shit right that's here. That's some real shit. And you know what else is some real shit? What? This, this break, and we're going to be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. Peep. That's my nickname for you, wife, just in case somebody didn't know that. Peep, tell me, what are some things that help boost your self-esteem? How can you tell when you're not doing the, the daily machinations? How do you know when you're like, uh-oh, my self-esteem could use a little bit of an uptick? Like, does mm-hmm. that happen? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, like, it's very healthy and natural to be humbled. <laughs> you know, to you have high self-esteem, you have confidence, and then maybe something happens where it ticks you down a notch and you're like, oh, I need to like, 
I need to rebuild my confidence. I need to rebuild my self-esteem. So what I do is I focus on things that I enjoy doing. Mm. So, you know, working out make really helps with my self-esteem and it's not something, you know, working out and feeling strong doesn't happen overnight. And that's the important thing to remember. It's just like showing up, being there, giving it your best, like actually just doing what, you know, doing whatever the routine is, um, getting through it boosts my self-esteem because I'm like, oh, like I can do this. I can get through it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's just even going on a walk, you know, like if I'm not really feeling up to doing other things, um, setting easy goals for myself to accomplish, mm-hmm. you know, like things that, that are watching copious amounts of reality TV and being like, phew, <laughs> I got to put my hours in. I got to check off the list. I got to, I want to know what's going on in pop culture. So I have fun things to contribute to at work, you know, like that type of thing, like gives me self-esteem. And then like hanging out with people that um, fill my cup, like that feels really good as well. Having positive bouncing boards, Mm -hmm. because that's something also, and now there is a uh, leaf blower outside, but we're just going to hang in there, everybody, because this is the time we have to record. And it we is. are doing it. And say la vie. So thank you, earbuds, for bearing with us. Ella and I will lean extra we'll close. Lean extra close. We'll lean extra close. We'll lean extra and close. And then the last thing would be yeah. self-care. Wait, wait, wait. I had a comment on that. Oh. Which is why it's so important um, to have positive bounce boards mm-hmm. like have positive reflections mm-hmm. i think that like you know that phrase misery loves company mm. like sometimes you don't realize that the company you're keeping is the misery mm-hmm. you know and you're just like hey yeah it is hard out here um like if your family makes you feel bad about yourself like that's not gonna do, help that's not gonna help your self-esteem if so. you're not feeling good about yourself don't go towards people that you end up feeling more bad about yourself after seeing I know and it's hard because it's sometimes like a you, it's a compulsion but I mean just do things for yourself like I used to really love dyeing my hair like that was something when I wasn't feeling like self-confident or have high self-esteem I would dye my hair a fun color or get my nails done um, I brush my teeth you brush your teeth yeah that's great you know little little and then or just like manageable goals things that you can just check off like Get yourself a treat. Get yourself a treat, you know, things you can see. Like, I loved what you were saying about working out because um, the relationship to the body is powerful and undeniable mm. and not encouraged. Mm. And, and it's not encouraged. You have to fight to have a relationship with your body. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. And it's not about you. It's about the world we live in. It's about modern day. You have to make having a relationship with your body a part of your self-care routine. Totally. It's not carved out for you. No, no. No, and that sucks. Because I remember when we started weightlifting, mm-hmm. I felt, when I started training with Debbie, mm-hmm. who I'm dying to get on Analyze This, and she's going to come on, because I yes. think she has really, really great things to say about um, the sacral, like the relationship between weightlifting and that kind of, like your hips, mm-hmm. you know, which is like one of our most neglected areas, mm-hmm. like, because of the way we sit and drive and blah, blah, blah. Um, but struggling against things that were hard to do, 
Mm-hmm. As somebody who usually just relied on good looks and charm and was like, I don't want to do, I don't want to challenge myself because obviously I'll fail and mm-hmm. I can't stand it. My self-esteem is too low to even fail. Like I can't handle mm-hmm. trying because I can't handle failing. You know what? That's such a good point. Learning to fail and being okay with it is so important to self-esteem. It's crucial. You have to be able to fail. And for me, going into weightlifting and strength training Mm -hmm. helped me learn that because she would be like, do it 15 times. And then I'd get to like eight or nine and literally unable to keep going. And she's like, cool, that's muscle failure. That's what we're going for. Like that's the strength building. Mm -hmm. She was like, so just keep trying to lift it. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not getting to that 90 degree Mm. and she's like that's okay you're trying like that Mm -hmm. 45 is now where you're at yeah and just that again flexibility 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 and failure that should maybe that's the name of this episode yes yeah and then for me I get to eight I put them down I take 30 seconds jump back in there you know like you get to eight reps yeah yeah so well we yeah we have different we have different strategies just like Yeah, but at the same time, you're like, oh, we can do 15. Great. I can do 15. I can take breaks. I can get there. You know, like it's not about it's not about perfection at all. No, I think my next step is taking breaks. I think right now I'm at it's okay to be like, this is imperfect. Yeah, but I do. I do want to get to taking breaks. It's so funny, these mechanisms that come into play when you're working with your body Mm -hmm. because they are like directly aligned with the things I struggle with in my life, Mm. you know? Yeah. Trying with the ability to fail. Yeah. With the capacity to fail. Yeah. 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 The capacity for failure. I mean, I failed so many times at so many different things and it, it, it's gotten easier and easier and easier. You know, it's like in various sports, in career stuff, in school like you know trying to learn linear algebra in like a day (laughs) it it yeah but that's not even failure that's That's just the process the process but like i'm talking like you you're in a in like a sports competition and you make the mistake that your team loses by like you picking yourself back up and saying this doesn't define me is one of the most important things god yeah sorry I just clapped and it was really loud Ella I love you it is such a treat having you here on Analyze This yes thank you so much for being here is there do you I mean this is our allotted podcasting time but if you want to keep talking I'm 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 happy to I think we we said all that can be said I think that we can we said all that can be said for now Mm -hmm. um if you want to find if you want to look at pictures of my wife I guess you can find her on Instagram. But <laughs> you can mostly find her on my TikTok and my socials. No, where, where do you want you me? You can find me at Hey Ella, H E Y Y Y, on all platforms. Yeah, H E Y Y Y E L L A on all platforms. You can find me at Harto, as I'm sure you know. And um, that's pretty much it. This is a uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Analyze This. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, please like, and you know what? Comment, give this podcast a rating. Why not? It's a great show. Um, thank you, earbuds, and I'll talk to you next week. Say bye. Bye.